live version of the podcast. We are ready to start <laughs> Con right. Culture DLC. That is the DLC. makeshift name. I liked it. It's one we kicked around, Brandon and I, the first time we did this thing. Um, it was one that we had kicked around for a name, and it just always stuck with me. I always liked the idea of this being like some DLC, some extra content from Con Culture Podcast. So free DLC, free, free DLC. DLC. So yes, this is Con Culture <laughs> Podcast DLC, uh, which is our gaming edition, and we discuss all things games, um, news, trailers, uh, gameplay footage, <laughs> or lack thereof gameplay footage. Um, coming soon. Yeah, coming yeah. soon. It, it's it's in the works. It'll be there. It'll be there. But yes, this is the video game version of our podcast, and it has been a pretty uh, news-filled couple of weeks, and we've had some cool stuff revealed, some really amazing jaw-dropping trailers that have us excited as fuck, and some <laughs> some underwhelming stuff that, that kind of let us down. But we're not giving up hope, because I think in the end, nope. we'll, get what we, we'll get what we're supposed to probably this summer. Um but our first topic of the day that we're going to start off with is our game review. Uh, everybody and their mother knows about this game, and they know that this game has been released. Brandon actually played it not only, I think, one playthrough, but you're also playing through on hard as well. Yeah, so I guess technically th this will be my third playthrough of it because I jumped around chapter. Once you beat the game, you can jump around chapter to chapter. Uh, but now I'm really like chapter. Now I'm going chapter by chapter on hard. Yeah. Uh, but I'll let you introduce it, and then you can throw it over to me when you're ready, and I'll start talking about it. Yeah. So Brandon played, like I said, he's done a couple of playthroughs of Final Fantasy VII, the remake. They call it a remake. Uh, Brandon tends to think it's a less a remake, more of a, he'll fill you in on what he feels, kind of a reimagining. Uh, but yeah, he played it multiple times and he's going to give you his thoughts on it so brandon take it away um on what you thought of the game what were your thoughts on it okay so final fantasy 7 i'm going to try to get through this without choking up or you know sh or, or uh shedding tears or anything because the game holds a very special place in my heart uh, when, the, when the original game came out in 1997, I was 13 years old, and the game really helped me understand things that a 13-year-old at that time didn't or couldn't, uh, and it taught me to cope with uh, new feelings, certain feelings that I had before there was the internet and I could go out and look at a YouTube video or follow somebody on YouTube or something to get those answers. So that being said... Um, when I first started the game up and I got to the main menu, I immediately started choking. Uh, and the reason for that was because uh, it does it's it's just like the original game. It yeah. has that melody playing in the background and it's remastered and it sounds amazing. Um, and then I hit the start button and it, it's just I had to set the controller down and just kind of like, like take it in because looking at the start menu and even now kind of talking about it, I can already feel myself kind of, kind of choking up about it a little bit, but the start menu is exactly how it was in the original game. You've got clouds buster sword that's there with a black background, this bright light shining on it. And then on the left side, it gives you the options for new game, continue load and, and stuff like that. And I thought for a second, like, you know, I, I, I 
I said that I had to put the controller down and just and just kind of take it in. And it was at that moment that I realized that after 23 years from the original and 15 years from the tease of a possible remake, mm-hmm. I was back. I was back in Final Fantasy VII. I was back in that world. I was back with those characters. And then I was off to the races. Um, now, what you have to understand is that this game here, uh, it's the first half, or if, if, if I was the game designer, I would say the first third, because the original game came on three discs. So I think it would be fitting that this game being broken up in different episodes, it would come in three separate episodes, just like the original game came on three separate discs. Um, and this, this segment, this first game, is really only about three to five hours of the original game, so it's a very short segment. Mm-hmm. So, uh, with that in mind, you they 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 did a fantastic job of of uh, stretching the game out to forty plus hours. My first playthrough, I ended at thirty six hours, um, but with that, there's going to be some filler. Um, some of the filler th- that they threw in there, uh, some new side quests that weren't in the original. Uh, some of the things that I didn't quite like about it was there were some like forced walking spots where it forces you to go at a slower pace to kind of stretch out, make it take a little bit longer. Um, and then there's a lot more dialogue. They did a really good job at at, at refining the narrative of the game and kind of flushing the story out a little bit better yeah. just to make it to, to, to update it for a modern audience. Because the original game, the story, while it's good and it's there, it has its issues. Um... That some of the filler is cringe. I want to point that out. There's one character that you meet at the very at the very beginning. Her name is Jessie, and um, she is she's she's a very thirsty girl. We'll say that. <laughs> um, and it's, it's, like I said, some of it's cringeworthy. Uh, but then there's other other characters that you meet. You know where the where the cringe is more charming. And and fun. Uh, Wedge, for example, is a character that kind of uh, comes to mind. His interactions, while they can be cringeworthy, it, it's fun. It's funny. You you enjoy it. Um, but again, most of the most of the most of the changes to the game to kind of stretch it out and stuff were to tighten the narrative up and make it just flow better. Um, this is very much a JRPG. Uh, and with that comes some of the mistranslations, uh, as far as just how the characters sort of act. Um, I've always found it funny that in some of these games, the characters will do really awkward hand mo, like, like, like hand motions. Yeah. Like there's times where, where the main character cloud is, is talking and, and, or somebody will be talking to him and he'll basically say he's not interested, but he'll do this weird sort of like hand motion where he'll be like, not interested. <laughs> and it's just kind of weird. Um, but again, that's, that's really just kind of yeah, yeah exactly. It's just you know that. Um, but that's the like charm yeah. uh, with with these JRPGs. There's mm. there's one part where uh, one of the main characters, her name is uh, her name is Aerith. Um, it's at the beginning of chapter ten where she gets frustrated and she does this this action and this noise. She sounds like a horse, and it's it, it it's 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 weird, but again, it's a JRPG. You just kind of like roll it off and, and yeah, stuff like it's that. Just part of the charm, like you said. And by the way, exactly. you're not alone in the emotion. Charles says this game was his entire childhood, so he's on the same page with you. He loved the fillers. 
Uh, but yeah, continue on. So JRPG, it, so, it's fun, but it catches you sometimes. Yeah. Um, so while the game is fantastic in almost mm-hmm. every aspect, um, it's not all good. Uh, visually, while the character models are amazing, most of them are short of perfect. In some cases, they look better then there's Final Fantasy VII Advent Children Counterparts, which was a fully-fledged CG movie that was produced about 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, some of the environments uh, leave a lot to be desired, mm-hmm. uh, particularly when you're running around in the slums. Some of the textures on some of the buildings and just some of the objects literally look like they're pulled straight from the original game, the original PlayStation game. The textures are muddy they're ugly and i just kind of wish that maybe they had spent a little bit more time polishing those up or making them a little bit sharper it doesn't really detract from the game all that much but when you're running by and you know you're looking at these ultra high res uh character models where you can see like pores on the character's faces yeah and then you immediately look to your left and you see a door that is just like one solid color with almost no texture to like, it. texture to it it kind of pulls you out <laughs> um uh the music the music final fantasy 7 is the soundtrack to this game is just the original soundtrack to the game is amazing um they did one of the best jobs that i can possibly that that just i'm at a loss for words here they did one of the best jobs that they could have possibly done when it came to the music mm-hmm. uh one of the notes that that I have in here for my review is the music sounds so good that while it's familiar, it's still new and it's almost like hearing that music for the first time again. It's so, it's so satisfying when you get into like one of the first big battles and that, you know, that, that, that very well-known final fantasy fight theme kicks in and it's, it's, you know, you're, you're there. The music just sounds amazing and, and, I could listen to the music just by itself and it can still trigger the feels. Yeah. Um, but, 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 uh, I always say that story and graphics will bring players to a game, but gameplay is what keeps them coming back for replays. And seeing as how I'm on my third playthrough, the gameplay is great. Absolutely great. Uh, they did a really good job at taking the sort of feel of the turn-based sort of action that the original game had mm-hmm. and updating it for a more action-oriented modern audience. So while you're while there's still a level of strategy involved with using items and magic and the game slowing down to like 1% of its speed, which is really cool when you bring up the the menu if you just want to go in and just mash buttons and just swing your weapon and do damage you can do that too and you may not have (laughs) you may not have as much success with it but you'll still have a good time so uh now for the spoilers ish i'm not gonna completely ruin everything but i am going to talk about some of the main differences between this game and the original and uh while they call this a remake, this isn't really a remake. Uh, this is more like a reimagining of the game. And uh, what I mean by that is there's... So if you play through the original game, mm-hmm. the Midgard section, which, like I said, takes about three to four hours to get through, 
there is Sephiroth, the main villain in the Final Fantasy VII story, doesn't make an appearance. He's barely mentioned in that section of the game. But he seems to be front and center in this one. And there's a lot of theories out there, and one that I'll kind of touch on that I kind of prescribe to mm-hmm. uh, because it seems the most plausible. Now, as you play through the game, you encounter uh, these these whispers. And these whispers are like hooded ghosts. They almost kind of look like uh, Dementors from Harry Potter. Yeah. And they're as you as you get towards the end of the game and 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 you start kind of understanding, you you find out that these whispers are there to keep the timeline in order. And this kind of jumps into the theory of why Sephiroth is making his appearance so early in the game, and that's. Uh, the theory goes that I like is that Sephiroth knows he's going to lose this fight. We don't know how yet, but we, but we know he knows he's destined to lose this fight. So he's changing things or trying to change things in order to make it to where he wins. Uh, and the, the, the whispers are there to help prevent that. There's a part towards the end of the game where a main character is killed. But he's not supposed to die. He didn't die in the original. Yeah. Uh, and he ultimately doesn't die in this one either. But Sephiroth stabs him and kills him. But the whispers kind of bring him back and stuff. Um, and so, I, 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 as as far as spoilers go, that's that's really all I want to talk about because I don't know if there's people who haven't finished it yet. Um, I know you haven't finished it yet, so yeah. I, I want you to be able to still be surprised. Um, but one thing that I really hope that Square does going forward is, uh, there's a lot of games out there that allow you to import save data from previous games to continue playing on those characters. And I would love, absolutely love for Square to allow you to do that if you played through to take your save data from this game, your character levels, your items, your gill, choices that you've made, because there are some choices that you can make in the game that will kind of tweak things a little bit yeah. and have and allow you to import that, take it into the next game, and then continue from there. So if you have like a max level character at level 50, you can take that level 50 character into the new game and continue from there. And maybe the beginning part will be a little bit easier, but ultimately it'll get more difficult. So a bit of a mass um, effect type thing where you your choices exactly. in the first affect the second, affect the third. Exactly. Cool. So to excuse me, to kind of close up here, um, and I'm going to read this because I, I, I spent a lot of time in kind of wording this up, uh, uh, wording this out just right, uh, was uh, I feel Final Fantasy VII Remake is a touching and heartwarming love letter to the original and is worth seeing. Uh, make no mistake, Final Fantasy VII is, a, is an amazing and a must own for all PS4 owners and Final Fantasy fans alike. Uh, and I'm going to close out my review and then give kind of like my my final score by um, paraphrasing what uh, GameSpot said about the game during their review because I thought it I thought it was perfect. Um, regardless of your regardless of your history with the original game, Final Fantasy VII Remake is an astounding achievement. For first-time players, it's an opportunity to understand why Final Fantasy VII is held in such high regard. It's a chance to experience a multifaceted story that grapples with complex subject matter, be it in be be in the company of memorable characters, 
and be moved by their plight. For returning fans, this isn't the Final Fantasy VII your mind remembers. It's the one your heart always knew it to be. That being said, uh, given some of the technical aspects of the game that kind of bring it down a little bit for me, um, I'd have to give it an 8. Uh, but that's not saying that it's any any worse than like God of War, which I gave a nine. Yeah. Um, it's just saying that this game misses the mark in a few spots, and if 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 they tweak those just a little bit, it, it this could easily be a ten, easily. Um, but it's just running by some of those textures, man. It just it immediately kind of pulled pulled me out, and I was like, man, this is just. And then that's all I focused on for a while. Mm-hmm. But from the tweaked story to the amazing music to the fun gameplay uh this this game is easily up there and should be on everyone's must own list it is a fantastic game and if you don't own it buy it if you can't buy it steal it don't steal it but if you can borrow it from somebody borrow it from somebody steal it from brandon break into his house mine's digital and take mine's mine's take his whole ps4 uh i guess you can do that (laughs) but yes if Buy it, play it, borrow it. Yeah. Experience this game. It's it's a it's a monumental game. And then go back and play the original. That's <laughs> that's that's good advice there. And Charles said he loves the news that got put out from Ultmania that was put out in Japan today about Final Fantasy VII remake. I'm not sure what you're talking about, Charles. Ultmania dropped a story on them, I guess. What I wonder is, if it has anything to do with the fact that uh, <clears throat> the producers have said that they're not going to be changing anything going forward. I wonder if 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 that's what it was. In regards I to know the original was... game story, in, in um, you mean in in regards so, yeah. to the original gameplay, they're going to stop because that did anger some people. That's the gripe that I got from Final Fantasy VII original fans. Were this is not my Final Fantasy VII. I saw a lot of those memes. And I got some angry messages about it not being the game they love, they remember. Um, but they, did, they didn't go as far as to say it was a bad game. It just wasn't the game they were expecting, I think it was. I have also heard that, that while this game is called a remake, it's, it's, it's actually, once, once the whole story is out and finished and we know why things were changed and stuff like that, yeah. uh, there, there's this other theory out there that this is actually more of a pseudo-sequel uh, than an actual remake. That while this is involving the same characters and the same sort of storyline, stuff has been tweaked in a way that, again, with, with Sephiroth, this, this Sephiroth that we're fighting is the one from the original game, knowing he's going to lose jumps timelines in order to kind of tweak things to make it to where he 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 won't lose so in that sense this could be kind of a pseudo sequel to the original final fantasy 7 okay. that's another theory that's uh uh that's out there too around. but i mean we won't really know until the next part comes out and i swear to god square if you make us wait another 15 years <laughs> bodies are gonna drop <laughs> it'll be out on the ps6 uh you'll you'll get it there um all right but um that's final fantasy news but we got some more great news and a great trailer this past week with assassin's creed valhalla um i love i love that i think assassin's creed ragnarok was a pretty dope name but assassin's creed valhalla sounds dope as shit too so um 
Star Trek reboot type thing. What the? Oh, yeah. Mel said it's a Star Trek reboot type thing where it's a sequel, but not a sequel. Yeah. Kind well, of, maybe? Like a, that's, that is one of the theories. There's, there's is characters. Is that your mic or my mic? I think what that mic? was your mic. Where? Somebody's mic was going, I think that was your mic. It was probably mine. Yeah. It's Did it stop? Like, nope. Still there. Like there's some static. Okay. Some, maybe give it a little nudge. Play with the Hold on. I'm going to mute it myself stopped. real quick. Oh, did it? Oh, it stopped. Yeah. Okay. Like when you tapped it, okay. when you put your finger on it, when you gave it the lovely touch. Oh, there's a little, I didn't little... even touch it. I, I was actually reaching for my stream deck to mute myself so I could Yeah, try it, it again. It's um, back. <laughs> okay, hold on. Yeah. There we go. Maybe. We're muted, but you can hear me. There we go. That's all that matters. Is that, is yeah, that okay? Is it better? Yeah, it's gone. Oh, it's faintly gone. Okay, okay. it's, yeah. again, crappy cable the way it's plugged in. I've got a mixer <laughs> that's on the way that's yeah. going to make things better. Don't worry about um, it. But yeah, uh, there's there's a character that shows up at the very end. You're not introduced to him whatsoever. You don't even know who he is unless yeah. you have the subtitles on and you see his name. Mm-hmm. He's a character from the original game that's supposed to be dead but then isn't dead anymore at the end of this one. So it's this sort of like weird sort of like timeline. The ending, so the first game is after you leave the the Shinra building, you drive on a highway, you leave Midgard. But at that point in this game here, that's where the ending takes a drastic turn and it's completely different from the original game. Yeah. Uh, so like the majority of the game is is pretty much the same and then you get to this point here and it just completely alters how everything uh, goes but we we could do a podcast just on the differences for this game just in itself but there's think, other stuff that that, yeah, that we i think need to charles to. would love it because charles loved your review he said thank you so much for that review brandon it was a great one well um, i'm 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 gonna plug myself just a little bit real definitely. quick if you want to talk more final fantasy i stream on mixer ghost 2651 uh right now it's tuesday wednesday thursday 4 30 to 6 30 ish and then uh, Saturday, Sunday streams are, hey, I'm going to stream. And then I go live. <laughs> Turn and, on your notifications and, when you follow them on Mixer. Yeah, exactly. That so if, if you want to talk, talk more more Final Fantasy, by all means, uh, give me a follow on, on uh, Mixer. I'm sure Juan can probably plug my Twitter, my Instagram, and my Facebook, uh, my, my, my gaming Facebook page as well, because yeah. I send notifications out on there when I go live. Again, if you want to talk more Final Fantasy, give me a follow, jump in chat on, on stream, and I'll be more than willing to kind of go over theories and talk about yeah. it and stuff like that. But so we've got other stuff we've got to talk about. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. <laughs> uh, it was a great, beautiful, beautiful cinematic trailer. My brother says, why don't you read my comments, fat ass? Thanks, Mel. I have no idea what they're talking. I, I don't know, guys. Brendan was talking. Like, they go back and change the timeline. Uh, whose mic is messing up? That was Brandon's. Yep. Told you. Why don't you read my comments, fat ass? There, I read your comments. So it's like Metal Gear <laughs> 5 to go back and play everything twice to get the new ending. Yeah, there you go. We're all caught up on on my brother's rants. This is why no one likes him. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, so Assassin's Creed Valhalla, beautiful cinematic trailer. And then we got hyped because there was all this talk of gameplay trailer dropping this week. We're, Xbox was going to do a presentation and give a bunch of games. Um, a bunch of game trailers were going to come out. And we were uh, supposed to get 
gameplay footage for Assassin's Creed Valhalla is what they touted. Not just for Assassin's Creed, but for all the games. It was supposed to be just a plethora of gameplay footage yes. being shown new Runner, Xbox One Dirt. Series X uh, uh, gameplay footage. But yeah. I think we, we were talking about this before we went live. I think Microsoft just kind of missed labeled what this thing was yeah well, let's, they hadn't uh, said before we get into what it is yeah let's take a look at what we saw i think that'll be the best way to go about it so let's take a look at what we saw if you haven't seen the trailer i'm about to throw it up for you guys and um this is what we waited for and what we ended up getting here Assassin's Creed Valhalla, available holiday 2020. Right. Holiday. That is that is what we got there. Um, so. It should be noted that this is coming to all platforms, current and next-gen and PC. Yeah. Uh, just since it was shown at an Xbox event, it has Xbox One and Series X on it and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so I was disappointed in the gameplay reveal because yeah. it wasn't really gameplay. Like, what I think of when a company says gameplay is that first big like reveal trailer they did for the new God of War where is that E3 and we got to see like the perspective of somebody sitting down with a controller playing it like yeah. that's gameplay. We got a legit walkthrough and we basically got the opening scene of the story of the game from what I remember when they were doing that. We got to see the yes, walkthrough, yeah, yeah. you got to see the combat, how the controls work. That's what I was thinking we were going to get at you least in some fashion. A- taste of what the game was this i mean if you've never played an assassin's creed game before you don't really know what to expect Mm -hmm. um uh the viking setting i i know that everybody's super excited about this um i'm excited for it and i'm gonna get a lot of hate for this but i just 
it's it it seems like they're just trying to play off of God of War a little bit. Ah, like God of yeah, War, you're gonna get some hate went, for it. I'm already hating you. Went, God um, of War changed up from Greek mythology and went to Norse mythology. Now, granite, granite, granite. The Assassin's Creed is taking place. They have dual wielding weapons, Brandon. Dual wielding. Uh, well, I mean, technically, you can dual wield in God of War too, but we won't <laughs> we won't get into that. Um, but no, it just it's it's it, it almost seems like they were like, oh, God of War did this. This might be good. Now, <clears throat> the game looks the game looks good, and yeah. if the gameplay is even uh, uh, slightly close to uh, uh, what the previous games have been, um, then I'm, I'm sure it's going to be, uh, uh, fine. I, I just got a text message saying that my mic sounds staticky that I should switch to my headset mic. Let me do that real quick. Well, yeah, it went away completely. Oh, so, did it? Yeah, it would, it's been gone for about two minutes, but if it comes back, we could do that quick switch. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it got it, real bad for a second there, but it's gone now. So, okay. Hopefully it stays um, gone the rest of the way. Uh, yes, but... I do apologize for for my for my mic. I got a new mic and I'm and I'm trying to play with it, but I've got a really crappy cable for it. I've got a replacement cable and a mixer coming. Blah blah blah. Anyway, yeah. um, my brother said, so "How yeah. cool if Thor makes a cameo in it?" <laughs> I no, but they're Vikings. I would not be surprised, and to be perfectly honest, I'm going to say it right here. Yeah. I've already posted on, on on Facebook for it and a couple of other places, and I want to make sure that there's proof that I'm saying this before yes. the game comes out. Mjolnir is going to be a precursor civilization item or weapon. At some point, your character is going to find Thor's hammer, and it's going to have the same sort of look as the Apple of Eden or the Pope's staff from Assassin's Creed 2. Yeah. And they're going to explain that this was an item that was created by the Precursor Civilization that has whatever abilities it has. And I, I was thinking about it more. What if it's an item that, that allowed the Precursors to control the weather, hence why it's able to call down lightning? Okay. Okay. So I'm saying it right now. I'm on so, board with that. That so would be pretty if cool. If it does happen... If it does happen, I can be like, oh, in April or on May 8th of 2020, months before the game come out, I called it. There it is. There's the proof. Yeah. Um, yeah but no, I yeah, I, I I have no doubt that uh, either Thor's hammer, uh, Odin's eye, um, or, or, or some other Norse. Odin's eye uh, would be a good one. We do get a glimpse um, of Odin in the cinematic trailer. So, which is which is why I'm saying, what if Odin's eye is some sort of a like genetic ability that then allows future assassins to be able to have the eagle vision where they can see through and sense stuff through walls? Because the eagle vision changed uh, with Assassin's Creed Origins, I think, where it was an actual eagle that allowed you to see prior to that. Like as the assassin, you could sense where your target was even on other sides of like walls and stuff. So what yeah. if Odin's eye is a genetic ability that allows you to see through objects and then that's where passed down through the lineage. That's where that eventually comes from. But anyway, that would be pretty um, dope. So yeah, I've said time and time before I'm a huge Assassin's Creed fan. Ubisoft could literally shit in a bag, set it on fire and say, that's an Assassin's Creed game <laughs> and I'll probably get it and play it. Um, so I'm going to end up getting, I would I'm, buy it. I'm, I don't know if I'd play it all the way through because I bought all. I bought. I bought every game they've come out with. My we've played parts of all of them. But I have played and beaten 
every single Assassin's Creed game, including I Rogue. <laughs> I haven't beaten anything since Ezio. The Ezio trilogy were, was the only thing that I beat and found everything and really went in on. But this one's going to change that. I'm definitely going through the mix in this one. Not Odyssey. There was one, one or two Assassin's Creed games that were even on the PSP that I played. So, yeah. Yeah. One, maybe. No, two. Was it Syndicate? Syndicate, Black Flag, one of those? No, no, no. Uh, it, it was a PSP version story. only? Yes. Oh, wow. So, so yeah. So, so there were two PlayStation Portable, or one was a Vita or, or something. There was uh, an Altair story, which I can't remember the exact name of. I played that one. Yeah. And then I think Assassin's Creed Liberation, which was kind of a side story to Assassin's Creed 3, yeah. was also on either Vita or, or, the, or the PSP. But that one eventually came to console, and I played that one on <laughs> my console. Brother, but... My brother says the person they're hooking up to the Animus, the character's name's going to be Donald Blake. Just watch. <laughs> for, the, for those of you that don't know, Donald Blake is the alias that Thor uses when he's in, amongst the humans. Um, and yep. it's actually used in the Thor movies. In Thor, yeah. Yeah, they, they, it's actually used. Um, he's Jane's boyfriend, Donald. Donald Blake is Jane's Dr. boyfriend. Donald Blake. Dr. Donald Blake, that's Dr. right. Dr. Donald Blake. So, yeah, that's a cool but little anyway. nod. That would be a cool little nod. I would I would get down with that. I would vibe with that. Um, but I don't know how, how they, you know, just be going into the Marvel thing. I think they're going to go more mythology Thor than Marvel Thor. So, yeah, but it would be a cool little nod for those who I I would love for them to flush out the real world story a little bit more. A lot of people don't like the like real world or or the modern story. They just want like just just the assassin story. (laughs) Just put me in Viking clothing and give me axes. That's all I want. I, I'm one of the few people that actually got interested in the like real in in a modern world story with Desmond leading all the way up to Assassin's Creed yes. Three, and then when his character was spoiler killed off in Assassin's Creed, which 3, I hated. I was like, I, was I, like, hated what the hell? I thought we were going to get something with Desmond and maybe have a Spider-Man like game where we can scale New York City well, buildings or run through so modern they, day settings. They they hinted at I think it was Black Flag, and um. Uh, crap. Black Flag and Rogue. Yeah. That there was like a cloning sort of project that Abstergo was working on. So I thought maybe they were cloning Desmond and they were going to bring him back. And then that was going to allow us to like play as him at a later Anything's possible, baby. Clone everybody. That is true. Clone everybody. I'm down. I'm on board with it. I think that'll work. But yeah, I'm. I'm I'm looking forward to Assassin's Creed Valhalla, but I'm approaching it cautiously. Same, same. The game engine trailer left a lot to be desired. Uh, it's unfinished, obviously, but I hope that you can do the the cool things. I like are that you're you have goals for your settlement, so you're constructing your settlement as you're going through your storyline. You're trying to acquire resources for your settlement, and you're raiding with a purpose. You're not just raiding to raid. Yes. You're raiding to gather resources, yes. money, whatever it is. So that's very true to Viking culture. Um, so I like that aspect. And we'll see if they nail it or if it becomes just, you know, kind of like go out, get something, come back. Go out, get something, come back. Yeah. Go out, get something. I don't want it to well, fall into a trap of just feeling repetitive. So The most exciting aspect of this one for me, anyway. Dual wielding weapons. Uh, 
we had that in Origin and in Odyssey. Yeah, but not as you, you can do a wield there. Um, but the game director for this one is the same guy who did Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Oh. And Black Flag is probably one of the best games in the series, even though I consider it more of a pirate game than an Assassin's Creed game because you don't really start doing the Assassin's Creed stuff really until yeah. like the last eighth of the game because it isn't because it isn't until like the last eighth of the game that uh, Edward fully adopts the like assassin persona and starts following their like mantra and what their goals are and yeah. and, and realizes that there's something bigger out there than just uh pillaging and plundering and being a pirate yeah now but, speaking of that the moment that you're talking about the persona and all that but the the trailer going just jumping to the cinematic trailer how did you react when the hidden blade came out and it comes right out of the dude's face and retracts into there. How did you react on that particular scene where you think, so, oh, shit, this guy's done for. And then the hidden blade comes out. And then giving that true Assassin's Creed little mwah, kiss. So up blade. to that point in the trailer, mm -hmm. I thought that Ubisoft was going to do something similar to what they're going to do in uh, the next Watch Dogs. Yeah. Where you're playing a character and if that character dies, they're dead and then you start playing another character that kind of picks up the mantle and okay. keeps going yeah uh so because it looked like that this guy was done for like yeah. that 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 big berserker guy had his blade yeah. on on his that throat he looked he looked behind him the guy was like yeah go ahead and do it and he was about to pull through and all of a sudden he gets punched in the face and as soon as that happened i was like he just got stabbed with a hidden blade i didn't realize that it was in the eye I thought dope. maybe he had, because because I was still under the impression Thinking it was that in it the was, neck. Yeah, I, I was still under the impression that it was a hidden blade underneath yeah. the wrist, and he kind of like went up and like under and into the guy's throat. But when when they pulled back and the guy dropped and he started pulling it out of his eye, I was I, like, I that screamed is, like a little. That girl. is that is very Viking esque. Yes. And then they put out another trailer where they kind of break down where they talk to the game director, the lead story guy, and then like a community guy are talking yeah. about the, the uh, trailer. And they're saying that they that they put the hidden blade. There's a reason the hidden blade is on top, and you learn that as you play through the game. But ultimately, it comes down to a Viking, a warrior race, wouldn't hide a weapon like that. He'd put it on top, front and center, so that everybody sees it. Yes. And I was like, that... That seems really cool. That's cool attention to detail. I hope uh, Mel says she's looking forward to the telling of historical events. I hope they have the little that we do know, because a lot of Viking culture is storytelling, and it comes from Icelandic tales that we found. But I hope we have a Ragnar Lothbrok. I hope we have a um, Bjorn Ironside. I hope we have a... Um, oh, shit. The first king of the Vikings. First king of the Danes. Fuck, his name escapes me right now. But I hope we have characters like that. Like, I know we have... I think the static's back on your microphone, too. So you might want to do the switch to the headset. <laughs> you might want to do the switch to the headset right now. Uh, fuck, I know they have the king of that period is the actual king that was there. King Alfred, I think, is the main antagonist of the story. Um, <clears throat> but yeah... I hope that's myself. what I want to see. Yeah, go right ahead. That's what I'm looking forward to. I hope we have Ragnar Lothbrok, Bjorn Ironside, King Alfred, 
And shit, it's gonna kill me if I don't remember his name. Fuck it. King. 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 Yep, you're good. Can you hear me? I can hear you. We okay. can hear you. I'm, I'm now just... coming through here. I'm, I'm so upset at myself that I can't remember his name. Does it start with an O? Harold. King Harold. King Harold is the, the name. So, yes, King Harold, first king of the Danes. Uh, oh, yeah. Harold. His name is Harold Finehair. Okay, I was going to say. Yeah, it's Harold Finehair. King Harold Finehair. I know. Uh, I'm, I've, I've literally really gotten into Vikings since. Uh, I don't know about Uhtred. Uhtred came a little bit after that uh, time period, bro. <laughs> No, yeah, no, I went says... into a nerdy deep dive after watching the show Vikings and Vinland Saga. Jindis? I don't know who that is. <laughs> Jindis? <laughs> Talk about the Mongols, man. Jingus. So, yeah, Xbox uh, was supposed to give us some gameplay, gave us some so-so engine trailers, not just for this, but other games. Like, we were talking yeah. about Ghost Runner, Dirt. We got trailers for Dirt. We got some pretty cool indie. The indies didn't disappoint. Some of I'm those look most really cool. excited for Scorn. It's mm-hmm. the game that looks like the artwork from H.R. Geiger. <laughs> um, the stuff mm-hmm. that looks like the Alien films. That yes. game looks really interesting. But that game is six years old. <laughs> what? No joke. That game was a Kickstarter game that started in 2014. Damn. Yeah, so it's 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 been in development since then apparently and um and it's gonna be a yeah, series it's, x it's, title next gen that's pretty dope um but yeah what games what what's a couple of games that stood out aside from assassin's creed to you from that from that I, little presentation i like i like dirt because of the the voice actors that they have for dirt they have okay. troy baker and um shit the uncharted guy nolan north troy baker and nolan north are actually both in the game uh lending their voice to it so it's a pretty cool it's kind of like a need for speed game just with dirt racing uh vehicles so that trailer looked pretty cool and um that one looked like i'd have some fun playing it because it's something i can drop in and out of it's something i don't have to commit a lot of time to and i like games that i could drop in and out of that's why i like sports games uh, the new Madden, that was a fun trailer to watch. A little nod to the old school Madden. Um, I'm a fan of sports games, so I'm always going to play them when they come out. I'm going to be on the new Madden. I'm going to be on the new 2K. But You are the problem. What? You are the problem with what? sports games. Look, <laughs> my son pointed it out, too. He's like, 2K, the incremental updates that they do does not warrant buying the game next year, but we still do. We still do. I mean, chances it's, are, it's chances a, are, what's going to happen is the same thing that happened going from Xbox to Xbox 360 and 360 to Xbox One. They're going to put out a lackluster Madden game this year that's basically mm-hmm. just a football sim. Yeah. Uh, that has none of the like franchise features or the. I mean, when uh, Madden went from uh, Xbox to 360, yeah. that year's Madden didn't even have a creative player. Like Damn. it was literally you could play one season. That was it. Yeah. Like there was, it was the most bare bones of football games that you can imagine. It was really, really. It pissed so you me think off. that's what's going to happen with these? I, I, I don't know if that's what's going to happen I, with these. I don't think we're getting next gen titles till next year because Madden generally yeah, drops I, in yeah, August, I think, September. I think considering that 
and you and I have already talked about this. Like Xbox has already said they're not going to have any like Series X titles yeah. for at least a year. Yeah. That everything that's that's coming to as Xbox as Microsoft is, exclusives because yeah, Valhalla is, is a next gen game designed for the next gen console. So they but say it's still going to be on PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah. So, um, it's just it'll look prettier on on the series ray X tracing damn it it'll have ray tracing ray tracing is overrated and i can say that because you i've got a box it? right did there. did you play minecraft yet you better not yeah fucking yeah. shit does it uh, look cool it looks cool i'm but, sorry I it's mean, not overrated then that's all i want from it it's just a light well, so, feature it's so just here's, like physics here's the thing with yeah. it um the demo levels that you're allowed to play in look cool but what I want to see is my level so that I have a direct comparison because they build levels to really kind of showcase it off. But yeah, but I'm just <laughs> saying like ray tracing is overrated. I've got a box for 2080 Ti sitting right there. That's what I got sitting in my machine. Yeah. I can do ray tracing. <clears throat> and in most cases, uh, it's it's. I think it's I so think you're a gaming subtle. snob. I think you're a gaming snob. Yeah, you're just a snob. You're too used to it. You're too used to the good stuff. <sighs> Little guys like me. I mean, we're like oogling at stuff like that. Little guys who don't have so, the 2080 TIs. So, so here's here's the other issue with it. There's really mm. nothing out there that really showcases. Not yet. Yeah, ray I'll give you that. Yet. Minecraft, the the Minecraft RTX update that's in beta right now. That's the first thing that really kind of showcases it <laughs> off and says, "Hey, this is what could be done." Yeah, and this I do is have a glimpse say, into the future. Some of the demo levels levels yeah. look really really cool, but for the most part, it's just like, okay, it's better looking lighting. Like, yeah. Fucking right, it's better looking lighting, Brandon. I like Mel's Um, idea. In the sports games, half the season. You should only get half the season, and the rest is canceled because of Rona, and you should have no fans in the the stands. That would be a good one. I don't don't think you should give that idea to EA because they'll start charging you. (laughs) Charging you for fans. Um, So, yeah, so as as far as games that I saw that really kind of kind of jumped out scorn was one yeah uh second extinction has that kind of like torok feel where it's yeah like you were just left blasting dead, dinosaurs, dinosaurs left and right yeah that was uh, pretty cool the medium the medium looks like it's probably scary as fuck yeah uh which which looks like it might be kind of cool uh let's see what else did i write oh uh bright memory which is the like call of duty titanfall looking title um it was actually the like first one that they showed that actually showed what looked like actual gameplay. Yes. Uh, interesting fact: that game was made by one guy. One guy. The now, fuck? once he put the game out, it got the attention of Microsoft or some other studio, and they were like, "Hey, here's a bunch more money and a team for you to take what you did and expand on it." Hell and yeah! That's what we actually saw. That's so. Uh, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then Assassin's Creed. Uh, but yeah, uh, Scorn, Second Extinction, The Medium, um, Bright Memory. Yeah. Some of those games do look kind of cool, but I mean, it's it's all really just going to depend on what they look like when you can actually play it. Because again, pretty graphics can only go so far. If gameplay sucks, you're not going to want to play the game. It just it, it it just simply it just simply comes down to that. Yeah, <laughs> Trey says homeschool hours equal violent. I agree. <laughs> Minecraft equals homeschool hours. <laughs> hey, 
there's there's school districts uh, that use Minecraft as a there's a Minecraft education edition that actually nice. that they use in schools. I think and it'd I know be this. great for architecture and things like that. You could even do social studies with the civilization building and let the mobs do their thing and kind of write down what you observe. I can see tw- uh, plenty of teaching points, but it wasn't all Xbox that had all the cool shit. We did get a new trailer, not just Assassin's Creed Valhalla, but we got a brand new um, trailer for some DLC. Um, I don't. It's not going to be free, I don't believe. Um, Mortal Kombat released uh their expansion essentially and um some cool shit it was it was amazing and uh, we're gonna play the trailer for you so you can see it and then we'll give our thoughts on it after that but uh let me just cue the trailer up here you guys can take a gander and me and brandon will just chill in the back like weirdos our work is finished luke lord raiden It falls upon you to architect a new history. Then together, let us begin. Cease, Liu Kang, before you doom us all. Shang Tsung? In defeating Kronika, you destroyed her crown. Without it, you can't restart history. Send me into the past to steal the crown from my island before the hourglass shatters. Why are we listening to this snake? Because I am a snake who's toiled beside Kronika, learning her secrets. I know them. Do you? You are under arrest, dirtbag. That is that is Mortal Kombat, ladies and gents. That is so Officer Alex freaking Murphy. Yeah, Officer that's, that's, Alex Murphy is that is that 
It's RoboCop. That is what I'm most excited about. It's fucking RoboCop. That's right. You're going to get to fight RoboCop Voice... and Terminator, though. My son wants to get it for that Voice... reason. Terminator's already Voiced in there. Voiced by Peter Weller. Voiced by Peter Weller, too. Like, like RoboCop himself is coming back to voice the yeah. character. So, the last Mortal Kombat that I played was this one here. The one that was on the freaking PlayStation. And my my things all all blurry and stuff. Yeah. There, let me unblur it. There. Was this one. And the only reason why I got this one was because you could play as Kratos. So, I've been out of the Mortal Kombat game for a while. Yeah. Uh, no pun intended. But, um... Yeah, I'm 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 thinking I'm thinking that I might jump back in for this one. I might pick this one up just just to play cuz I'm also curious like how he moves, you know? You have RoboCop, like, he you have Spawn, well you have in the movies. So you have Terminator, you have Joker, you have a lot of really cool yeah, but, DLCs on this one. Terminator versus really RoboCop has got to be a badass fight. That 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 does seem like it might be kind of cool. Yeah. And I can't wait for all the dialogue that they put in. Because that's what I do love about these Mortal Kombat games is the dialogue for the character you're fighting. It's a different dialogue for every character you face. Yeah. So, I'm in. Uh, I'm Fuji. Fujin is back. Shiva's back. Uh, it looks like Queen uh, Sindel is back. So, Shang Tsung's back. Um, it, it looks, it looks fun as shit. The guy from the movie. Yeah. Yeah. It, I was... It, I'm in. That that almost made me made me pick this one up when it when it originally came out was that uh, Shang Tsung was voiced by and I don't know the actor's name but the guy who played him in the movies along with his likeness yes. uh, I was like oh, do I want to mm, it's still just a Mortal Kombat game but I mean now now we got RoboCop. now now we got RoboCop so yeah <laughs> Jason so, Olivari yeah, what's up thanks for joining man Trey I know it's violent it's kind of the point. <laughs> yeah, that's the point of a Mortal Kombat game is to be violent and tear shit up and you know, it it's I'm Is in. it on Game Pass? My brother says it's on Game Pass. I'm not sure if that's Mortal Kombat X it's on Game Pass or the the old Mortal Kombat. But I'll if it is, fuck it. That. Get yourself Game Pass. It's already worth it as it is. They got a lot of indie games and cool kick ass titles, Microsoft exclusives. So, well, I have it already for PC and Xbox and stuff same. like that because kids use it Minecraft. a lot. I use it a lot. Um, but uh, but yeah, this one I'm 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 legitimately excited for it. Same, that same. Cool. I'll I'll be getting it. Um, I'm excited for that. But that's not the only games we have coming up, as you know. Our summer titles um, that we're excited for i think there's really only two of them that stand out uh for you it's the last of us two you said you were still on the fence about for me yeah, i'm it, yeah no you're what uh, no i'm just saying i'm i'm on the fence the game looks phenomenal i played the first one i really enjoyed the first one uh but here's my dilemma mm -hmm. let's be honest they're gonna re-release it on ps5 hell it may even be a launch title for the ps5 yeah uh, so now do I get it on PS4, play it and beat it, or do I just wait for the PS5 version and play it on there? Because depending on what new crazy sense stuff that the new controller has, which <laughs> looks ugly, I'm as all guessing hell. the controller, I'm guessing 
that the uh, hand grips are going to have sensors on them. So it's going to know how tight you're holding the controller or stuff like that because the Valve Index controllers do that now for VR Mm -hmm. where you can, like, control individual fingers in games uh, as long as it's programmed to. So DualSense being the name of the controller, I'm assuming that some way the controller is going to sense how you're holding it. And that may change how... You know, there may be some sort of a gameplay gimmick thrown in there with The Last of Us 2 on how tight you're holding the controller. Maybe, you know, the tighter you hold the controller, the better aim with a bow you are or something like that. You know, that would be cool. I, I could kind of see uh, uh, stuff like that. Um, so, like, I'm 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 on the fence. Like, it's, it's probably going to be one of those things. The game comes out, what, uh, June 16th? I believe or, so. Or 19th? Yeah. It's so. June. So it's probably going to be like June 15th. I'm going to make my decision. <laughs> um, and I think, Are you getting a physical a copy or are you just going to download that bitch? See, that I don't know either because I've been moving more and more towards digital because it's instant. I have it. I can play it. Um, when it comes to physical, I don't, I don't support GameStop for personal reasons. Um, so I get most of my stuff off of Amazon. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, I'm the opposite. I support GameStop to... for personal reasons because we'll our co-host Andy, who is trapped in Animal Crossing right now, poor thing, she can't get out. I'm sure she'll find her way out, but right now she's in a fight with Timmy and Tommy and negotiating some prices on the new uh, turnips. So, but yeah, no, that's neither here nor there. You were saying there's a there's a long story involved with why I don't really support GameStop, and it involves them basically taking a few hundred dollars worth of PC games away from me. Oh, um, I remember that story. You told me about it in so, detail. Yeah, yeah, I would be upset so, too. I would be upset. And so because of that, like, I will only buy stuff from GameStop if I have absolutely no other choice. Yeah. Um, and even then, I'll, I'll really debate on whether I need it. Or yeah. if I can just get it from someplace else. But anyway, um, again, if you want to know the details, follow me on my stream. We can talk about it there. Yeah, um, he, can, he can go um, spill his but, tea because it is quite the story. It's a saga, but, um, if you will. But yeah, so if if I got a physical copy, I'd have to wait until later that day because Amazon does have their you know launch date guarantee. Yeah. But it shows up that day sometime. So yeah. so it could be uh, eight p.m. by the time you get to play it, which to you is not a so, big deal. You're gonna play through it in a weekend. I'm going to take the rest of the year. So I'm going (laughs) to, I'm excited to play it. Um, But let's be honest. The reason this game is coming out is because the story leaked. They leaked the story because originally they wanted to hold off because of the whole COVID thing. I honestly think that I, to be perfectly honest with you, I I think that they were trying to hold off as long as they could Mm -hmm. to just make it a PS5 game, to be perfectly honest with you. Or, or to have it launch on PS4 at the same time that the PS5 launches, so yes. you can. So this week here, people don't, you know, have this dilemma. Well, do I get it now? Because honestly, there's probably a lot of people that are in the same boat. They're like, do I buy it now, or, just or do wait I just inevitably PS5. wait for the PS5 version for a slightly so prettier version? Yeah. Now, so by releasing it now, they could potentially hurt their sales because what few people do get it yeah. may play it and then put video of it online and then people won't buy it later for PS five because they've already seen how the story plays out. So what's the point, you yeah. know? So it's this weird sort of business dilemma 
that they have. But then, however, it got leaked. I've I've heard it was a disgruntled employee. I've heard that most that most people have have ultimately decided that that Naughty Dog was hacked and footage and stuff was actually stolen Damn. and leaked that way. I've avoided spoilers. Yeah, um, same. So but I, I <laughs> Trey Trey says he misses EB Game Stores that they used to let him play yep. the games before he would buy them. Um, so yeah, we have a lot of EB Games fans. Maybe bring that back, revive that brand. <laughs> here's 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 really old school, and I wonder how many people watching are going to know this. Babbage's in North yeah. Star Mall before it became GameStop. Babbage's in North Star Mall. That's where I used to go yeah. to get all my stuff. Nice. It's and and that was it. So that's taking it back. <laughs> I think that's taking it back even further than like then, EB Games. Yeah, like we're that's talking further than like, EB Games for sure. Like, but like Mel- Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64 era. Yeah. Dude. That's a, Jason <laughs> said he used it as a sneak peek. Mel said, that's why they're not here anymore. You never bought anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, the game after that that's coming in July that I can't wait for because the only thing I love more than fucking Vikings is fucking Samurai, and I don't care what Brandon says, I'm fucking hyped for it. The Ghost of Tsushima is a beautiful game. It looks masterfully done, and if it's even a halfway decent RPG, I'll be happy. It doesn't take a lot to please me. I'm a samurai, I have a bow and arrow, and I have a katana. Fucking sold. You had me at Samurai. You can stealth or just run and gun and just fucking slash everybody down. You can play it different ways. It doesn't force you into a certain style of play. That's what I love about it. You can be in the shadows using badass samurai weapons and ninja weapons. Or you can just walk through the front door and cut everybody down. I'm sold on that. I don't know what you think. (laughs) The game has a lot to live up to. Yes. I come from the days of Tenchu. Oh. Uh, and I remember playing that game, and I really, really enjoyed that game. So yeah. when I see this game here, I'm kind of seeing that game. And I just remember how much fun I had playing Tenchu on the on the original PlayStation. Yes. Um, and I, I, I'm cautiously optimistic because I want to kind of relive that stuff um, because, again, that was a lot of fun. But I also know that it's that the whole era and everything can be very easy to screw up. Um, yes. And considering that while we've gotten some gameplay, it's been mostly, again, a, a, a lot of that kind of like cinematic gameplay. Game engine footage. Film footage. Yeah. It's, it's, um, so anytime, and this close to again, the release... I agree. There should be some gameplay out there. Any time that a game has been announced this far out and has been coming for this long and even and been we're pushed this back close to the release, it was originally and we're a this February close to release. The release. Yeah, and then we get this close to the release, and I haven't seen a gameplay breakdown or, hey, my name is this. I'm from this studio. I'm gonna walk you through the first ten minutes of our game. Um, that always makes me nervous. Shit, because didn't we receive like, at least a little bit of cyberpunk already? Didn't we get some gameplay of cyberpunk? Yes, yeah, we yes. got a nice little 10-minute walkthrough. Yeah, we got uh, a 45-minute walkthrough, dude. Fuck, you're right. A 45-minute walkthrough uh, two years ago at E3. Well, this, this coming yeah. E3. Yeah. It was E3 of 2018. We got mm-hmm. 
So they showed 45 minutes of it behind closed doors, and then yes. like a month or two later, they they they, they released, released it online. Footage, yeah. Two years before the game is even out, and we've already seen kind of what the game looks like. And then the following year, they released more. Like every year, yeah. they've been putting CD out Project more. Project Red more though is, is a different studio than most. It is a very upstanding studio. It is a very fan first studio. Um, yes, it's they all are. about the experience and the fans. They they're not gonna they are. nickel and dime you for DLC. They're not gonna give you an unfinished product. So, yeah, I I'm, I'm anxious and I'm optimistic because it's an open world japanese samurai game open world come on fucking sold even if it's yeah, half it's the really, red dead even if it's half red it's, dead if it's, it's grand really theft auto one easy. i'll be happy but it's really easy to screw up open world games if you've never done one before yeah true that. because there is a fine balance between having the world feel feeling big enough but having enough content in there that it doesn't feel empty yes so, and if a studio's never done an open world, which I can't remember off the top of my head, uh, the studio that's that, that's making this, but if memory serves correctly, they've they've made the Killzone games, I think. Yeah. Is it is it not Guerrilla Games or something like that? I can't remember the studio either. Um, maybe somebody in chat can can yeah. can check on that for me. And, and <laughs> if just, somebody just... knows in the chat, drop the studio that's doing the Ghost of Tsushima. Um, yeah, I I I I think it's Guerrilla Games, and I think that they've done. The Killzone games, which are first-person shooters, on uh, 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 narrative-driven first-person shooters. Um, so, and don't get me wrong, the Killzone games are good and fun, but they're not an open-world samurai exploration-type game. So, yes. again, I, the game looks uh, amazing, uh, beautiful, groundbreaking. Uh, it may replace Red Dead as far as one of the best-looking games this generation. But again, on that same note, this close to its release, do you think it's going to go to PS5 as well? So do you want to get it on PS4 or just wait for the PS5 version? Like, we're yeah. at a very weird transition time frame, and this happens every year. That Every time there's a new console, new, yes. New consoles. You, you, you finally see the... Uh, the pinnacle of what that of what the current generation can do. This is the best that the games look, but at the same time, this is like just barely what the new consoles can do. So like, uh, it's it's so you're definitely I don't know. torn. Uh, you're definitely torn in the purchases. Uh, exactly. Trey says he can't wait for Final Fantasy VII remake, remade, remastered, and reloaded. It'll come. Um, It'll come. <laughs> so It'll come. I no. Yeah. I I. I, I promise you, they will re-release that game on PS5. I promise you. Probably yeah. right around the same time that they release it on PC. Yeah. Because it, the, game's only, the game's only a PlayStation exclusive for the first, like, year. Yeah, this is hilarious, man. The comments. This time it's personal. This time I like it's it. personal. <laughs> GameSphere exclusive. Oh, man. I'm done although, with you yeah, guys. Although, yeah, uh, uh, Trey points out that it'll be coming in 2040. Like, we'll have to wait yeah. another 23 years for it to... That's totally okay. Fans yeah. will do it. But if it's done as well as the remake was compared to the original, I'll wait another 23 years Same for boat. a remake, remaster, reloaded, this time it's person. <laughs> Revolutions. That's... Part that's that's it. That's it for the podcast, guys. That will end on that beautiful, brilliant note. I don't think there's anywhere to go from there other than we're waiting for the next Final Fantasy VII in 23 years. 
Uh, thank you all yep. so much for chiming into the gaming podcast. Me and Brandon love to do this. As we said, Andy will be back with us as soon as she escapes Nook's Cranny. Um, she'll be back. Uh, she's enjoying that second release of Animal Crossing, uh, which dumped a bunch of new fish, new shit, new insects, a lot of fun stuff. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys for tuning into the podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Uh, thanks, guys. See you all next time.